What's up, guys? You're about to listen to the Winner's Circle podcast hosted by FFL Quality Life. If you enjoy, make sure to give us a like and hit that subscribe button. What is going on, everybody? Joe Basso here, Family First Life, Quality Life. You're listening to the Winner's Circle podcast. We're on episode three. Super excited about today's guest. We've got Joanne Basso with us today. Uh, and yes, if you're wondering, there is relation there. It's my little sister. Uh, so Joanne, what is going on? Glad to have you on the call with us today. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, let me just say congratulations. Uh, you just finished your first month, uh, which was, by the way, a three-week month for you, right? You did three weeks in May. <laughs> Uh, Joanne, I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to let you say it because you earned the right to say it. Uh, what did you issue? I didn't say submit. What did you issue in your first three weeks in this business? Uh, 40,900. So just over $40,000. $40,000 in your first three weeks. Yes. Congratulations. That is incredible. Uh, that is quite a testament uh, to Family First Life, and uh, it's a testament to you. You worked hard. Uh, now, we are really careful here at Quality Life Solutions and at Family First Life uh, not to uh, give our agents a big head, right? Uh, you deserve some praise. You deserve kudos. You went out there and grinded, and uh, you worked your butt off. Uh, but could anybody do this, Joanne? Definitely. If you follow the system and work really hard, you can definitely, anyone can do this. So let's elaborate on that just a little bit. So um, obviously you're my sister. I know your story, uh, <laughs> yeah. but our listeners don't know your story. So let's talk about it a little bit. Um, number one, how old are you? 26. You're 26 years old. Mm -hmm. um, brand spanking new. Have you sold life insurance before? Never. Did not know the difference between a whole life and a term product two months ago. I think a lot of family first life agents still don't. Uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but I see, I see agents out there. They're like, yeah, I did my first app in the house. Didn't even know what a miracle was. I'm <laughs> like, man, I guess that's testament to family first life. Uh, people get out there and they make money and they mm -hmm. help clients. So it works. What did you do before you came here? Tell us, tell everybody your story. Yeah. So, uh, definitely was part of the corporate America world, um, worked for one of the largest cellular companies in the telecommunications industry was there for just over six years. Um, so definitely that's the trajectory I saw for my life was one of those people that, uh, always worked overtime, always worked the weekends, uh, was married to the job, would always, uh, you know, try to get into the developmental programs to hone my craft and get my face out there was definitely always trying to climb the ladder. And that's definitely what I saw for my life. Uh, it was a great company. I always will say that it got me very far. They had a uh, tuition assistance program that I was able to take advantage of. And I was able to get my master's degree in human resource management. So definitely saw myself in, in the corporate world. That's what I thought was going to be my life uh, for my career. Uh, but, you know, it, it, uh, it became very tiring. It felt like I was putting in 
a ton of work, basically sacrificing my life for a company um, where I really wasn't getting that much back. Um, Even when it came to being self-fulfilled and feeling productive, I felt very underutilized. Um, I felt like I was very easily replaceable, even though it was my entire life. And I didn't feel like I was being compensated fairly for that. Um, So eventually I just became very discontent and, uh, you know, here enters FFL and the opportunity. And I think, uh, like most people, I wasn't um, uh, very optimistic at first. I thought there was just no way it could be real. There was no way that people with no insurance background or even with an insurance background could possibly be making ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a week and being able to keep 100% of that, like it just did not seem realistic because I had been in a lot of sales positions before this even, uh, not insurance, but you know, I, I've seen a lot of these bait and switches, the, these pyramid schemes, and I just felt like there was just no way it could be true numbers and it was accurate. Um, so this was back in October and I'm, uh, it's unfortunate that I didn't uh, do more research uh, myself to, to really see what the opportunity was. Um, but a couple months passed by, um, really started to become very discontent with my job. Um, a lot of different policy changes, corporate shifts, compensation changes, and that was kind of the kick I needed. I'm very grateful for it. Um, March rolled around. Um, I looked up on YouTube my first FFL podcast, and honestly, I, I that was it. It just took me about one or two podcasts to be fully sold. Once I saw person after person being hired in and just killing it from the start, understanding that it was a very basic system, that all of the tools were available for you right then and there, I, I was sold on it. Um, so really, uh, back in March, that's when I, I, I decided I was going to do this. I was going to quit my job. I was going to be all in. And uh, the rest is history. It took me a little long to get my license. Um Though I did, I was very serious about it, studied the material in six days, scheduled my exam the next week, Uh, took me a little bit of time to get my license in contracting, but started my first day with FFL, the beginning of May, and and the rest is history. Well, what a way to start. I think your first dial day, um, I think you set 14 appointments, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. 14 appointments on your very first dial day. Um, Mm -hmm. It didn't happen by accident, so you were prepared, obviously. Um, yes. practiced. I know you well enough to know. So I'll, I'll, I'll lead the conversation a little bit with some things that I know about you yeah. that I normally would ask. Uh, but you were really prepared. Um, <laughs> and you spent a lot of time uh, listening to Family First Live videos, listening yes. to training, live dials. Um, you know, we always say you have to be careful not to have paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning you don't want to stand on the sidelines for too long, try and dissect every play too much uh, so that you overthink it and never actually get to, to get to the field. Uh, but you found a good balance of really wanting to be prepared, uh, mm-hmm. be organized, be ready uh, to help your clients uh, the best way you could. Uh, and also this is a business, right? I mean, this is a business with expenses. Uh, so you're buying leads, right? That's how we, that's how we know, who we can sell insurance to. We're not cold calling. We're not selling insurance to our friends and family unless they ask for it, right? Uh, right. So we're buying leads. Um, that's obviously your, your, your biggest expense is your marketing. Um, and, and you weren't afraid to do that. You did that faster than any, any other agent uh, that I've seen within mm-hmm. 
my agency, within our agency. Um, so what made you jump in head first from day one? Uh, and are you glad you did that or how would you do it differently? Yeah. So definitely, essentially, once I started watching some podcasts, I was drawn in because I saw, you know, again, it wasn't just one or two people that were, you know, the poster children of this company that were doing really, really well. And they just were the constant people you saw doing well. And then everyone else was just kind of, you know, meandering through trying to get a paycheck. When I started watching the podcast, I saw literally a new face almost like three, four times a week, like just coming out, I just became a student of it. And I just knew I needed to devour as much information as possible to, to fairly say I was going to be all in, in this new business endeavor. And, you know, I, I came from, even though I wasn't content, I came from a very stable comfort zone, my job. So if I was going to quit my job, then I needed to set myself up to be as successful as possible from the very beginning. I knew the risk I was taking. I knew that I was going to put the hard work in, but I also knew that if I wasn't going to follow the very basic system that was in place, that people have gone before us, navigated all the roadblocks for us to tell us what to do and what not to do. If I wasn't going to listen to that advice and just, you know, plug and play the system that's in place for success, then I had no right to quit my job. So I knew that if I was going to take the risk upon myself to leave the comfort zone that I knew for a very long time, then I needed to put all, you know, all of uh, it in my favor, the numbers in my favor. So listen to, you know, you, you only need to listen to about two podcasts to understand that the system is you buy leads from people that are interested in life insurance. You call them to set the appointment to see, you know, when you can see them. And then you protect families by, by selling them a policy. So I understood that pretty quickly. Um, so that meant that when I just quit my job, I needed to buy leads for my first dial day. And I wasn't afraid to spend that money because I knew that buying only a minimal amount of leads wasn't putting the, the odds in my favor. It wasn't putting uh, the numbers in my favor for me to, you know, fail my first few times, for me to figure it out, for me to have the stress and the nervousness of, of switching over to a new career. Yeah. You know, so for me, I... I bought a lot of leads my first dial day because I knew that I couldn't fail. I couldn't risk not having enough on my side to, to have the risk of, of not being able to do well. So um, that was really how it, how it happened. And um, I would also say, you know, kind of, as you said, um, I knew that I didn't know what I didn't know. I have no insurance background. I'm not joking when I say that I really did not know the difference between a term product and a whole life product. So even though I, I studied the course very quickly, I knew that I needed to become a student of this industry. So that meant I was consuming probably three to four hours of training every day. That's when I was working my full-time job. So I woke up in the morning as I was getting ready for work, I had a podcast on. As I was driving to work, I had a podcast on. Same thing. Before I go to bed, went to bed, I had a podcast on. And I then tell, I tell new agents, right? If you, if you have a full-time job, even mm -hmm. while you're in training, and, you know, say while you're in contracting, right? So you've already passed your exam, you're, you're waiting on, or you've already got your license or you're waiting on your license or you, you know, you're in contracting. What yeah. should you be doing with that time? You should be making, like you're studying, making, mm -hmm. you know, the, the training, your full-time job, like 100%. 40 hours a week into it. You're going to have a week or two, sometimes three before all your contracts are back. Mm -hmm. um, or at least the ones that you need to get rolling, like mm -hmm. 
you should be you should be immersing your brain every waking moment into this new career it's what it what it is it's a new business so the idea that people would come in and spend money on leads and not spend time to make sure they knew what to do with those leads Mm -hmm. um it's 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 mind-blowing that some people could do that most people don't most people when they have skin in the game they go to work which is why we preach buy leads buy leads buy leads because once you spend that money you swipe that card you're getting out there. You're going to make it happen one way or another. And then we say fail fast. You want to fail as fast as you can because we're all going to fail. Like we all do. Every single one of us, like Joanne, did everything go perfect in your first week? Definitely not. My first week was definitely um, challenging. And that even surprised me a little bit because I thought that even though I was so proactive and I had role-played my in-home what I thought was, was to perfection. Not that sounds very egotistical, but I thought I was happy with it. I had it memorized. Um, I had a lot of of different challenges. My first week, I made a lot of rookie mistakes. I didn't follow the structure of how to set the table. I maybe didn't call my upline in every home because you know, you get nervous, you think you know what you're doing. Um, but come week two, I, I knew, I knew that I, the, you know, the errors of my ways. And, um, I actually followed the system that when I was in the home, I was going to set the proper structure and I was going, how many appointments do I sorry to cut you off? How many appointments did you have week one total that first whole week? Oh, like 23, 24, uh, almost 30. I mean, I, I, my second dial day wasn't as strong, but I had a ton, I had a ton of appointments. So 30 appointments. I just want to break this down for anybody that's new that would be listening or watching this. Um, I think, I think this is absolutely critical. What Joanne did was she flattened her learning curve, right? Um, and that is absolutely critical. Um, you're going to make rookie mistakes. Everyone does. You would be an absolute, you'd be an anomaly if you come into this and make no mistakes and don't fall on your face, flat on your face. So knowing that we're all going to make mistakes, we all do. How silly would you be? to run four or five or six appointments a week for your first five, six, seven weeks and prolong that learning curve for a month, a month and a half. And yet Mm -hmm. there's a lot of agents that do that. It's almost like they want to give themselves that wiggle room, that margin for error. So they have something to fall back on in case they fail. Well, newsflash, you're going to fail. We all fail in our first week, right? Like failing doesn't mean you lose money. Failing doesn't mean you don't make money. Failing doesn't mean you don't help families. Failing means you don't reach your potential because, you know, you made mistakes. That's going to happen. So by just going all in immediately, spending money on leads, stacking the numbers in your favor, giving yourselves enough at bats so that if you strike out, which you did, you you, you had a few strikeouts your first week, didn't you? Mm -hmm. It didn't matter because you had more at bats to go get some singles and doubles and maybe even some, some home runs out there. So, yeah. and you just said it yourself by learning from those mistakes by week two, where did you sub- submit in your second week, Joanne? Right over 20,000. 20,000 in your second week. Mm-hmm. Did you get 20K in your first week? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. It was actually, it wasn't a stellar week. And yet you still did 40 K in your first three weeks because you learned fast, you failed fast and, and you made mental notes. 
We talk about in this business, getting to your first 100 sits as soon as you possibly, as soon okay. as you possibly can. Because after you get to 100 sits, 100 at-bats, like there's no, there's no situation that you haven't seen. Very right. few. It would be a complete one-off. Um, mm -hmm. So you know what to expect. You understand the sales process that much better. You understand the customer's, you know, uh, possible objections. Uh, you know, a good salesperson gets very few re uh, objections because they go through their sales process and knock out those objections along the way. Uh, mm -hmm. But you will have seen all of those things uh, in your first 100 sits. Now, right. here's the question, Joanne. Would you want those first 100 sits to be in your first four weeks or in your first four months? hundred <laughs> percent your first four weeks. Yes. Yeah. It just, it just makes so much sense. Why prolong that learning curve? Right. So right. what are your goals for 2021? So May was your first month. Mm -hmm. um, we're in June. You just came off of another really solid week for June week one over 10 K. Uh, mm -hmm. So what are your, what are your goals for the end of this year? Uh, I would like to definitely keep up the, the pace that I, I set for my first month and, and minimum submits at least 40,000 uh, or, you know, issue pay at least 40,000 a month. And then I'm definitely building, I want to build an agency. Um, you know, don't want to speak too much out there, but I'm, I'm very, I'm hoping to see some, some massive growth, um, from now until the end of the year. I'm excited. I love it. So last question I want to ask you, um, this would be really good for new agents coming on. Um, <laughs> what kind of leads are you running? Are you running one kind um, multiple to give us a story. Yeah, definitely multiple, uh, you know, kind of what everyone else says that I've listened to all top performers. You don't, you don't go with just one lead type, one lead vendor. Um, I learned that really quickly as well. Um, in my area, there are a decent amount of CRM leads. So I run a lot of instance. Um, I, I find that they, um, are very intentional when you, when you actually get a hold of a person, they, they remember what, what they, you know, put in and, and they want insurance. So I run a lot of CRM leads. I also do some mortgage mailers, some direct mail. Um, so it really just depends. Uh, but on a standard week, um, if I don't have enough direct mail, I am 100% buying, um, instant internet leads through the CRM. Um, and I've had very, very good success with them. I love it. Yeah. So good variety. Um, mm -hmm. don't put all your eggs in one basket when it comes definitely to leads. Not. Well, you will definitely be stressed on dial day if you do not have enough leads. So definitely diversify. I always say that to any new agent, do not be stressed on your dial day. If you don't have enough leads, that's the worst thing you could do. Great advice. Great mm -hmm. advice. I'll give you one more, uh, shot here. One more chance. Give any parting mm -hmm. advice for, uh, maybe new agents or agents on your team up and coming, uh, go for it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, you hear it a lot, but then again, I think it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm different. I, I, I can do this my own way. Don't do it. The system is in place. It's very simple. If you're going to jump into this business, then you need to have faith in yourself and you need to be willing to work hard and just follow the system that's in place. So plug in into the, all the training calls, uh, you know, for our team, it's Monday and Thursdays, be there every Monday and Thursday, you're going to hear a lot of good information from people that are doing the exact same thing. You can always sharpen your skills, be a student of the industry, constantly keep on learning and going on, you know, your own trainings or, you know, listening to your own podcast, um, buy leads, buy enough leads to have enough sits and to put the, the numbers in your favor. And then just, work really hard. It, it is a lot of work. You're going to grind, but it's extremely rewarding. You're not going to go into any other business and 
and make $40,000 your, your first month. So it is 100% worth it. I wish I would have found FFL six years ago when I started my corporate job, but I'm happy I'm here now for sure. Great stuff. Um, let me ask you this last thing. I know I said that now three times, but I'll <laughs> ask you again. <laughs> um, if anybody is listening, they're not already a part of Family First Life, mm-hmm. uh, and they say, hey, that girl, Joanne, I want to be on her team. Yeah. <laughs> How would they reach you? Uh, just call me. Call me or text me. You can definitely, uh, I always have my cell phone on me. Uh, so, the number? Yeah, it's 215-881-5181. Rep in a Philly area code. Um, and then you can always email me too. It's uh, my first and last name, joannebasso.ffl at gmail.com. If you're a young man and reach out to Joanne to slide into those DMs, <laughs> non-insurance related, you're going to have to get through <laughs> several people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Joanne, thank you so much for coming on the call. Uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, Joanne's uh, boyfriend wouldn't really appreciate it. I don't think uh, our dad would either. Uh, you're, you're fine by me though. Uh, but anyway, uh, appreciate you, Joanne. Thanks for coming on the call. Uh, keep it up. Looking forward to see what you do for June and uh, looking forward to seeing that massive growth in 2021. So thanks for coming on the call. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for listening to the Winter Circle podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And if you have any questions or you'd like us to cover something specific or any future episodes, send us an email, joe at fflqualitylife.com. Again, J-O-E at fflqualitylife.com.